Welcome to Not in a Huff with Jackson Huff, where we interview newsmakers, storytellers, and all-around interesting people. Sit back, relax, uh, unless you're driving, and enjoy the show. Here's Jackson. Hello, hello, hello. I am Jackson Huff. This is Not in a Huff. Thanks so much for joining me. As always, really appreciate it. This week, we're diving back into the reality TV world and speaking with Amber Bowles. Now, Amber was on a show called Married at First Sight uh, that is on Lifetime. Uh, and I'm going to tell her about this, but for some reason, several years ago, I believe she was on a ep- uh, season, uh, I don't know, three or four years ago, that I had gotten involved in that show. I don't watch a ton of reality shows, uh, but that one I, I started watching. And uh, I've not watched it since. I didn't watch it before. I just watched her her season, which was season nine. Uh, But it was a really interesting show. Uh, It would be something I'd be interested in watching again. Um, But I I always try to make these interviews as something that even if you've not watched the show, you're going to be able to understand. Um, You know, we've talked to a lot of people from different TLC shows, you know, like 90 Day Fiance. We talked to somebody from HGTV. Uh, with House Hunters, you guys always really kind of like to hear the backstory, the behind-the-scenes stories of, of some of these reality shows and how it all works. Um, that is what we're going to kind of get into today with uh, with Amber. Uh, it's a little different than some of the other ones um, where we don't talk as much behind the scenes, a little bit more about exactly how the show happened. Uh, and that's just kind of be respectful of her, to be respectful of the series as a whole, and just because the show is such such an interesting concept, uh, you are marrying somebody at first sight. That's the name of the show. Uh, Amber, several years ago, married uh, a gentleman who was picked for her by um, you know a team of people, a team of matchmakers, and didn't meet him until the altar. And then you get eight weeks um, that is obviously filmed to to decide whether. Uh, this is somebody you're going to stay with or you're going to uh, to end the, the relationship and end the marriage. We're going to talk all about that, her experience, what got her involved in doing anything like that, what the experience was like being on a TV show and kind of getting all of your, your issues um, in a relationship kind of in front of national TV, what that was like. What's life's been like, uh, you know, since the since the cameras turned off as well? I really enjoyed speaking with Amber. We're also going to speak about her her time as a teacher. She's she's currently, uh, you know, a, a middle school teacher, and just teaching during COVID was such an interesting thing. So I think you're going to enjoy this one. Without further ado, here is my interview with Amber Bowles. I'm here today with Amber Bowles. Amber, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. We'll, of course, kind of get to the show and why you're on. But before that, kind of just introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about Amber. Um, my name's Amber Bowles. I'm 30 years old. Um, I live in Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, I was married at first sight. <laughs> so I know I based on your like your Instagram and your stories, I kind of gather that you're probably a teacher. So tell us just a little bit about teaching in COVID. I feel like that's a uh, whole new experience. I teach, or I, I do teach a few classes, but I work in higher education. So I know that that's completely changed our world for a long time. So talk a little bit about, I guess that. Yeah. So I teach, um, I actually do teach in higher education as well, but I also teach middle school and, um, being virtual for a year and a half. Well, I would say it was about a year. 
Uh, being virtual completely for a year was really, really tough on, I mean, teachers, especially I can just speak for myself that it was hard and coming back has been such an adjustment for like, I'm a fully developed adult, but I can't imagine like these students who are developing there and they're like prime developmental years having this happen. Mm-hmm. So it's just been such a challenge, but I also really love it. Yeah, no, I, I, I've not talked to a ton of, of teachers kind of in your area where I felt like this is kind of the prime mm-hmm. area that people really are developing the most. Cause I, I have some friends who are like kindergarten teachers. So it's a little easier that, Hey, they didn't, you know, those kids hadn't been in school before, but how have you found like the kids that spent, I guess the last year, maybe two years doing virtual, do, are they where they need to be once they're, they're back with in person, or is that kind of a, an issue? In my unique situation, we taught really well during the pandemic. I mean, my students logged in every day. We pretty much had almost like a hundred percent of our students logging in. So they were still getting the intellectual development. So they were fine when it came to reading and uh, mostly like their subjects. It was really that social developmental, like the emotional piece that was lacking. They weren't having all the social time with their peers and um, just being um, like, I think, even I was dealing with emotional, like being locked in my apartment. I just can't imagine. So I think that's really where there's been some, the biggest setback has been in social, emotional development. Yeah. Which is, is just as big. So yeah. Well, glad, glad you're back in person. One more thing before we kind of get to uh, get to the show is I noticed too, from your Instagram, you're a huge Hornets fan. You must, do you have like season tickets? It looks like you're always sitting in the same spot. (laughs) Yeah, I have season tickets. Um, I, actually, I've had those seats for three years now. So that's, that's really cool. I uh, I guess I'd have to just say you're welcome. You guys played. Obviously, I live in Indiana. You played the Pacers, and you were able to actually get get <laughs> the, highest. Your, the highest score you've ever gotten in a game. So you're welcome for that because we really are not very good this year. <laughs> yeah, we had 158 points. Like that's wild. That is wild. That just shows how terrible we were on defense, but it is what it is. Um, so let's, let's talk about the, the show married at first sight. That's the show that you're on. Uh, if someone, you know, don't have, doesn't have lifetime lives under a rock, has no idea anything about this kind of describe what the show is to begin with. So the premise of the show is that, um, you are, um, it all takes place in one city. So my city was Charlotte and they do all of this research and they, um, people apply and they, um, start matching couples based on compatibility. And they, it's like very intense research on each person. And, um, after all of the research is done, they have four to five couples. My season was only four couples and, um, you meet at the altar. So after you're matched, you have a two week period to get ready. Um, and then, you get to your wedding day, everything's still secret. You don't know who you're marrying. And then when you finally meet, when you are getting married in front of the efficient. I didn't know that it was all in, in one city. Um, so all the couples are in each season in the same exact city. Yes. So this year, um, or this, the current season that's airing is in Boston. I got you. So I mean, right out out the gate, because I'm sure some of these questions will, will let you know this. For some reason, I watched one season of this show. I've never seen another episode past that one season. So I don't know too much beyond that. So I'm not like some huge Uber, you know, married at first sight fan. And that's why we're talking. It's more just to kind of hear about reality, reality TV. 
I, what made you apply for something like that? That seems like a, a really, I mean, that's an interesting show. There's a lot of different things you can do to, hey, maybe, you know, be on reality shows. But that is, that is, that would be scary to me. I feel like that would just be a, a huge leap. Um, well, I'd watched the show. I was a fan and um, there was a, actually a, quite a bit of success. Um, and I just felt like when I watched the show, I had gotten out of um, a really long relationship and I felt like, the person that I had gotten out of the relationship with just wasn't a good person. Like I hadn't chose a great person in general. So I felt like why not um, let someone who with more like who's unbiased choose my perfect match uh, since I wasn't doing a good job anyways. So I had no, I really had nothing to lose. And I feel like it was either way. It was like a learning and growth experience. So why not? Why not take a risk? Yeah. Well, I feel like you don't, you don't achieve half the things that you can if you don't just put yourself out there. So I, I, I think that's awesome. I don't know. That's something most of us can do. And that's probably why a lot of people watch the show because it's just such a, an interesting thing to most people. But I guess, tell us what, what your, your friends and family thought when you decided to do this. I, I think that a lot of, you know, families really want to kind of scout out the, the significant other, make sure they like them. And this time they didn't even get to see them. So what did, how did they feel about you, you doing this? I don't think they were surprised. I'm like <laughs> the, the, I mean, I'm a, I would like to think I'm a risk taker. And I mean, I like a good adventure. If if it's an experience I know I can grow from, I mean, there's like, there's no real failure if you learn something from it. So they were not surprised. They're like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. See, I talked to, I've talked to people like just in all kinds of things where they're, you know, they've bought a van, sold all their stuff. And now they travel the, the country. And I always like to ask, you know, what, how did your parents feel about this? And normally it's that answer. Like I've lived my whole life acting like this. They were just like, yep, I'm not surprised at all that you, you did that. So I like that for sure. Yep. You know, you're in your own world with it, even though, you know, you wanted just to, to take a risk, you wanted to let somebody else unbiased kind of pick something, just like you said, how scary was it for you? I feel like even, even if I knew this is what I wanted to do, once I actually got to it, I'd be like, Ooh, this is a little scary. Were you scared at I, all? Or were you like, nah, let's do it. No. After all the like hell I'd been through with like the previous relationship, it was like literally the worst relationship, like a two year relationship that was just wasted so much of my time. I, I literally had nothing to lose. I was not scared. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, with the show, so tell, talk about how the, sh the, you know, the show progresses you, I think in the first seat or first episode, you guys get married. And then how long is the actual, you know, time that they're, they're with you? I think the premise of the show is you, you have eight weeks to decide if you want to stay married. And then there's the decision day and you can either choose to stay married or you can choose to walk away. Um, and so it's, it's eight weeks, get married. Um, you go on a honeymoon, you come back, you move in together. And then at the end of the eight weeks, that's where you make your decision. Yeah. And how, how much of the time in that eight weeks are they, you know, is the, are they with you at all times to kind of get everything filmed or is it like certain days they're there? Or how does that work? I mean, you are a married couple, so it's like a normal married life. Um, I worked, so obviously he, my husband wasn't with me at work, but um, it's just, you live your normal life. It's like almost like a documentary in the sense that you live your normal life. Um, and you just do everything as normal as a married couple, it, like always filming. Obviously, you know, if, if people have seen your season, you know, after the eight weeks or maybe before, I don't exactly remember now, but it wasn't a successful thing. So how did, how did that, I guess, 
happen because obviously you know when when relationships don't work it's never a fun thing and then to for it not to you know to kind of play out on tv i mean how did how how was that i feel like that just adds a, an extra layer for sure um i i think it was difficult in the set in the sense like it was on national tv but one watching it back is like it's like watching game tape if you like whoever actually gets to watch themselves in a relationship back i mean I think everyone would benefit from it. Honestly, you see yourself in the moment, in the situation you get like unbiased, like you're just watching video videotape of yourself um, and all the decisions you're making, the work, the way you're saying things, how you're approaching like conflict it's prime learning material. So it's like, if you're, it's like, if you're into sports, if you, if you want to get better sports, you have to watch the game tape. So if you want to get better relationships, you got to watch the game tape. Not everyone has that opportunity. I like I like that. That that makes some sense. I feel like there's a lot of people that probably don't doesn't look at it that way. You know, that you you looked at it like, hey, let me watch this and figure out what maybe what went wrong and what I can do better and what you know. Obviously, there's a lot of outside things too, but I think that's really cool because I I feel like a lot of people couldn't couldn't see that and be like, yeah, let me let me find what I uh, what maybe I'm where I went south too. So I mean, I, like I hadn't had successful relationships before, so it wasn't just like it wasn't just the husband. I mean, it was me too. I made definitely made bad decisions. So it was great like to watch back. Yeah. So, I mean, the next question though, I feel like maybe, I, I don't know, I, I, given that you've taken it the way that you have um, and kind of seen that the game tape, and this is what's kind of teaching me what to do in the future. Do you feel like, you know, it being on TV and it being, you know, in front of cameras, do you feel like it magnified, you know, the, the issues that eventually happened? Or you think that's just, that would have happened if no camera ever turned on? No, what happened would have happened regardless. I mean, he is who he is. I am who I am. And I feel, feel like when you put us two together, that's just the dynamic that's going to happen. I don't think cameras really exacerbated any of the issues. Like we were already going to have those issues regardless. It was very like, I've met people like him and he, he, he and I are just like really like, on paper, we're perfect together. On paper, beautiful couple. Um, put us in person, our personalities just clash. And I've clashed with other people like similar to him, and it's just not meant to be. So what's what's the community like with the show? You, I guess it's all in one city, so it should it's it should be more than I I would even imagine with with some of these other shows that they're all over the place. But have you been able to stay in contact with people from the show and kind of create this? married at first sight family or what does that look like? Yeah. Cause each season takes place in a different city. So we even make friends with people from other cities too. Mm-hmm. Um, like my particular season, we were really close. The girls were, cause there were four girls, four guys. So us four girls still um, keep in touch and try to see each other pretty often. And then I still am friends with the people from other seasons because it's like, once you've been through that experience, like how many people, oh, there's only like so many of us who can actually say that they've been through that experience and you just connect on, and also these are risk takers and adventures. So it's like, we're going to have that in common. Yeah, no, I know. I would assume so. So that's really cool that you, you were able to kind of create those, those bonds for, for sure. So do you, I, I feel like in the show, I did see it. You, so do you, do you interact with each other in, you know, during the season as well? Yeah. Um, because we, I mean, we are in Charlotte. So like I would just run into them randomly. Um, and in my season, we started it, they put us all in like similar how like, they kind of had us all live in the same apartment building. So we would see each other at home too. Like I would be going to the gym and I would be running into other people from the show. 
That's cool. That's really cool. So after, you know, everything that's transpired and obviously it, it, it helped, uh, you know, you, you grow, you just, you, you mentioned that. Do you think you would ever want to be on a reality show again? I mean, um, I wouldn't say it's like a focus of mine, but I mean, like I like to take risks. So I would obviously never say never, but I mean, right now I'm really focused on my career and just having a good time. Like I live in a wonderful city and I have just so much fun stuff going on right now, but like, why not say yes to opportunities? Yeah. Um, what does life look like these days? Obviously you're teaching You're, uh, you know, you're, you have a dog. I want to talk about that real, real briefly too, but tell us a little bit about life. Um, so, you know, I live in Charlotte. I live like right in uptown. Um, and I teach not too far away. Um, so I teach at a public school, I teach middle school. And then, um, I, throughout the week I teach college classes. I teach two college classes and, uh, I also work, um, being ever, anyone who's a public school teacher knows the job isn't just teaching. So I do a lot of extra stuff, um, around like to help teaching pretty much takes up most of my time during the week. And then on the weekends, I like to go out, meet people, have fun, um, take my dog out places. He loves to go. He's like social. So, yeah. yeah. So what do you hope, you know, the, the future holds we, we may, you said you'd maybe be interested in reality show again, but outside of that, what is, what's the future hold? obviously still teaching, but what, what's five years from now look like? Um, yeah, I'm more focused on just like maintaining my career and like getting more leadership in my career and just making, um, moves that are like going to bring like positivity and, the, uh, making moves that are gonna be like bringing positivity in my life. Um, but just kind of like going with the flow, but also with good intentions. So let's talk about your dog real quick. I feel like a few I don't know. It's been a few months ago. I don't remember for sure. Oh, you've got your dog with you. Oh, he sits uh, in my lap. Yeah. I th- this is how I teach um, my college classes on Zoom. So uh-huh. he just assumes like. That's your, your teacher. Right <laughs> what kind of, t- what, before we talk about that, what kind of, what kind of classes do you teach? Oh, I teach a research methods course and I teach oh. an intro to special education course. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. So the dog, I feel like a few months ago, there was a health issue. He seems like he's all right now. So that's a good thing. He, he actually was paralyzed. Um, he had IVDD, which is pretty common in um, dogs with his breed. So he's a Chihuahua and a Pekingese mix. And um, it happens a lot in um, doctions too, but his dip, his disc like slipped. It was an acute form of it. So he was he, like, he was paralyzed, but it's better now. Yes. You were very expensive. He was very expensive though. Very expensive. Yeah, I can only imagine when you get to slip disc. I, yeah. So I'm glad he, glad he's doing well now. How, how old is it? What is it? Lenny or something like that? Lenny. Right? Yeah. He's six years old. Well, very cool. Yeah. I, I know that that's kind of a, that's kind of a highlight and you, you, you like to highlight him on your, your Instagram story. So I, I wanted to make sure we asked about that, but okay. yeah, no, that's really cool. I will say he is pro, like, he's so goofy. Everyone like loves to watch his, his antics. Yes. You're goofy. Yeah. The thing but, that surprises me, you said that he's, he's really social. I feel like that's not necessarily always the case with chihuahuas. Of course, every dog is completely different, but chihuahuas are a lot of times they're one, one person dogs. So I like to hear that he's social. He's super social. He loves when people like, he loves attention, he, you know, um, loves attention so yeah that, yeah you love attention don't you that's why he's like when my focus is here he has to be here 
Yeah, well, there's there, there's a dog behind this door who just sits there. He's probably smelling under the door because he doesn't like when I'm not paying attention either. So I have to shut the door. At least your dog is smaller where mine would, would let us know that he's not really pleased for this. So, so yeah, I, I like that. Well, mine's way too big for, for being in my lap, but I like, I like, uh, I like your, your focus on the dog. And I also like that, uh, I guess that he's doing well. Cause it sounds, it sounds like he had an issue. So I like, I, I'm glad that he's doing well. So tell us how yeah, we can connect with you. Uh, I only have oh. Instagram. I'm old. <laughs> yeah. That's the only thing I really use. I don't use any other social media. Yeah. Well, that's fine. How can people find your Instagram? Okay. At a bowl for life. Cause my last name's bowls. And, um, people always ask where that came from. It's just my, when I was in high school, everyone called me a, but well, not everyone, but I had a group of friends that called me a bowl. So I got you. Well, I'll tell you, it's yeah. been, a, it's been a pleasure speaking with you. I, I really appreciate your time. Thank you. So that was Amber Bowles. Really enjoyed speaking with her. Such an interesting experience and perspective on on life, really. Uh, just the experience of marrying somebody who you had never met before, putting your your trust in that group of uh, you know that group of matchmakers didn't work out this time. She kind of saw how this person is is kind of on paper. She even said it on paper he was a, a perfect fit, but you know paper is not always reality. Um, so just the, I think that's such an interesting thing to have been able to do that. I told her not a lot of people would be able to, uh, to make that, that leap and, uh, you know, that leap of faith really. Uh, so I, I commend her for that. I think that was really, really cool. Uh, it makes total sense to me that she's really close to some other people from the show, given that there's not a ton of people who have done anything remotely like that. Um, you know, marrying somebody at, at first sight. So I really, really enjoyed speaking with her. Uh, it was really a, a, an enlightening thing. I really liked that she said that she's kind of learned from the experience. It was the game tape. She was big into sports. If you watched her her season, you would see that she's a, a big basketball fan. We even talk about basketball briefly in this interview. We talk about uh, her uh, her team kind of trouncing the uh, the Pacers. This was inter- this interview was recorded several months ago, so I was back during the uh, the season. Uh, but yeah, so I really like the, the getting back to what I was saying. I really like that uh, she mentioned how it allowed her to see the game tape, go back and see what maybe went wrong, so she can fix things on her end of, of uh, you know of a relationship. I think that's huge. Not a lot of people would be able to do that, so I thought that was really really cool uh, that she mentioned it that way and seeing maybe a um, thing that did not work out so well. A, uh, a relationship that did not work and still learning from it. I think that's that's big. We we learn from from mistakes. We learn from your missed opportunities and we grow. And I, I really like that uh, she's looking at it with, with that perspective. That's really awesome. So go check her out. She's on Instagram. Still posting awesome pictures of, uh, of Lenny, that dog. Um, posting some, some really cool stuff too about teaching and, and all kinds of... Uh, interesting thing so go check her out go check out that uh made at first sight show too uh, it was a, a really cool show uh, and i would like i said i would watch that again uh, but uh, really enjoyed speaking with her check her out on instagram i will put that in the show notes she just mentioned it check us out on instagram not enough podcast uh, go give us five stars on apple and on spotify leave us a written review on apple always appreciate that Sure to have another great guest for you next week. So we'll see you then. Take it away, Chris. 
This has been Not in a Huff with Jackson Huff. Thank you for listening. Be sure to join us next time where we will interview another amazing guest who is sure to make you laugh or make you think, or hey, maybe even both. But until then, keep being awesome.